It's time for the Tri-State Sports Beat with your hosts, Nick Federico, Scott DeBell, and Joe Bruno. Welcome to a special episode of the Tri-State Sports Beat. Nick, Scott, and myself, Joe, here. Boys, how are we doing? Oh, you know, we're doing. NFL schedule comes out, quarantine, we're still in it, so uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Having living, fun. Living the old Having grind. Fun. Living the old grind. But well, at least we got something. At least we got something here, boys, because the NFL schedules have come out, both for the Jets and Giants today, so we have some kind of excitement to talk about. So let's get to it. We'll talk about the Giants first. So week one, they're not playing the Dallas Cowboys. Shocker. I'm absolutely stunned that the NFL schedule people didn't decide to do this yet again. So I guess we'll start with the first – Let's start with the first three games. Week one, they host Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football. Week two, at Soldier Field in Chicago against the Bears. And then week three, against the defending NFC champion San Francisco 49ers in will be their second home game of the year. So let's take this game by game. Week one against Pittsburgh, you know, a healthy Big Ben coming back. Who knows the kind of quarterback he's going to be, let's be honest. And that defense is kind of scary. You know, Pittsburgh's got – who they got? They got Bud, du- Bud Dupree, T.J. Watt. They got, they got all kinds of guys on that defense. Minka Fitzpatrick. So, a pretty difficult test for the Giants starting out this year. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, Pittsburgh isn't a team to just count out or count out as a win, check off the schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with Big Ben coming back because you really don't know how he's going to come back, whether he's going to come back at full strength or if he's going to not be how he was – that elite quarterback that he was uh, in the past. So, I mean, you really can't count him out. And even having a young defense, a scary defense, like you said, uh, I think De- Devin White too, correct? Uh, linebacker. Uh, Devin Bush so, from Michigan. Devin Bush, Bush. Um, so, like, they're they're a good team. There's no there's no reason to sleep on them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be a good I mean, game. they were on the, they were on the brink of the playoffs last year with starting Mason Rudolph and Delvin Hodges last year. Mm-hmm. So, again, you yeah, can't and, take them lightly. So, go ahead, Joe. And, and the Giants' offensive line, we know. Let's see who. Let's see how it holds up uh, this year with their the addition of uh, Thomas. But yeah, that'll be I mean, Andrew Thomas' first person. Game. Exactly. Yeah. So, so he'll be going. It should up be against, interesting. 
Yeah, he'll be going up against Andrew Thomas. Will have a tough test for his first career NFL start. Going up against guys like Cam Hayward, T.J. Watt, Devin Bush, like you said, Joe, Bud Dupree. Um, Scott, what do you think about this first game for the Giants? I don't think it's too hard of a game for them. I mean, the Steelers, yeah, they have Big Ben coming back, but they're not the Steelers of old, I feel like. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I don't have a feeling that the this is a very winnable game for the Giants, but I still don't think that it's like, you know, impossible. So we're going to do like way too early. NFL just NFL schedule just came out. We're going to do way, way too early predictions for the season. So let's go around. Are we marking this win loss for the Giants week one against the Steelers? Um, I'm going to have this as a loss for the Giants. Okay. Um, I think Big Ben comes back healthy. I, I just don't see the Giants defense being able to uh, as as it stands right now, because who knows, you know, with what could happen over the course of the next however many months. Um, I don't see the Giants being able to contain Juju and, you know, Big Ben and James Conner for an entire game. I mean, they do, have James, they do have James Bradbury. James Bradbury is their, probably their number one corner right now. You don't think he can cover, stay up with a guy like Juju? I don't know. I mean, I think Juju – maybe I think Juju's a little bit better than what he is after, you know, he had a down year last year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The Giants didn't add, you know, that – other than Xavier McKinney – they didn't really add like a very big defensive like prospect in the draft, um, which is a defense that has a lot of holes as well, especially at the linebacker position. I, I'm going to say this is an L for the Giants week one. Yeah, I'll mark it as a loss too. I think there's going to be really high expectations, as we know, for Daniel Jones coming in year two and rookie head coach Joe Judge. So I think it's going to get off to a little bit of a rocky start. I think the Steelers are not the perfect opponent to be going up against week one. Again, because we don't know what ben, Big Ben's going to be. So I'll mark it as a loss for the Giants, just considering Big Ben's going to want to have – he's going to be hungry to come back. He's had a whole year off. So that may be beneficial, may not be. But I think the Pittsburgh Steelers just have a little too many weapons. You got, we can't forget about James Conner either. And that run defense of the Giants is really nothing to ride home about. So I'll knock it as a loss. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say it's going to be a uh, W for the Giants. I think mm -hmm. the the Pittsburgh Steelers are just going to come out. Be I think Big Ben is going to come out and just be hungrier than ever. I really think that Steelers are just going to take this one. Week two, first road game of the year at Chicago. I'll start off with this one. I think. I think this is another loss, guys. This Bears defense, this three-four defensive front, is. As scary as it gets, Akeem Hicks, Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, Danny Trevathan, and the Giants off. You know, it's going to take a little while for them to start going under a new system under Joe Judge. I have confidence that Daniel Jones will do well against this against the secondary with Buster Screen, who we know very well. Uh, Deshaun Gibson, Eddie Jackson, the highest paid safety right now in the NFL, and then Kyle Fuller. It's a good secondary that Chicago has, but again, the starting quarterback for the Bears is Mitchell Trubisky as of right now. And he's not, and we know how he's not any good. Let's just put it out there. He's not any good. I, so I think the Giants defense will be a little better off. They do have some kind of weapons. They have Allen Robinson, Ted Ginn, Jimmy Graham. But I think the Giants will struggle offensively. Daniel Jones will get a little rattled against Khalil Mack in this front. I'm going to lock it up as a loss for the Giants. Yeah, I'm going to give the Giants a loss, too. Uh, on the road for the first time, going up against that scary Bears defense, like you said. Mm -hmm. um, I, don't, I don't like the Bears' offense really at all, but I think it'll be enough to compete and, and uh, stay with the, the Giants' defense. So I, I 
give this uh, this start for the Giants 0-2? See, I, I think the Giants can win this game. I don't know. I just don't have a lot of stock in the Bears. I think, you know, they're really down about – like, everyone's really down about the Bears right now. I mean, I think they're – I don't think Mitch Trubisky's a very good quarterback at all. You think there's yes, a shot Nick Foles starts the season? You think there's a shot? I think there could – yeah. I think there's – yeah. There could be a chance. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. I just think there's so many questions in Chicago. Yeah, this game is away, but I don't know. I think the Giants can pull this one out. So Scott has them chalked up as a win, so 1-1 one and one to start. Joe and I have them starting 0-2. And, and then week three against the defending NFC champion San Francisco 49ers. Talk about a scary front. Two straight scary fronts in a row. The Pittsburgh Steelers are kind of scary defensively, but not as bad as Chicago and San Francisco. Need I say more? Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, Armstead, Alexander, and then they added Javon Kinlaw in the draft. Again, uh, this game's at home, so I'll give the Giants a little more leeway here, but an 0-3 start for the Giants this year. And especially this defense, too, against, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, Mostert coming off a good year, Debo Samuel coming out for a breakout year this year, I think. They add Brandon Ayuk in the draft, and then George Kittle, probably the best tight end in the NFL. And they add Trent Williams on the left tackle. Three straight losses for the Giants. They start 0-3. Yeah, I, I think 0-3, definitely. I think San, I think you plug in San Francisco's team from the end of last season without DeForest Buckner and without the draft, I still think that they beat the Giants. I, I The San Francisco 49ers were just a team to be reckoned with last season. Mm-hmm. And even though they had some a small uh, uh, hiccups with, with free agents, I, I just don't think that they're – that much worse than they were last year where they're going to take a loss to the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is an L. All right, <laughs> fair enough. So Giants go 0-3 before they head to L.A. to take on the Rams in week number four. They get their first win of the season here in week four because we look at this Rams offense right now. Jared Goff, do we really know what he is right now? No. And who scares you other than Cooper Cup, maybe Robert Woods? And then, again, the defense, Aaron Donald, Michael Brockers, maybe, Jalen Ramsey, of course. I think the Giants can pull this one out on the road. I'll give them a win. Yeah, I, uh, I think they could win this game as well. So that would bring me to 2-2. Two and two. Um, I just think after a shellacking that they get, you know, from the 49ers the week before, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, Joe Judge, just from his press conference and everything, I just get, like, a very good sense that he can, you know, really make a team bounce back afterwards. He has that kind of, you know, figure, I guess, in the locker room. You know, going out west here to L.A. I I also think, just like I am about the Bears, I just – I'm really down about the Rams. They pretty much admitted they were in, like, full rebuild. You know, you get rid of Todd Gurley, uh, someone who, you know – they thought they could build a franchise around a couple of years ago. Now he's not even on the team anymore. So um, I think it's a rebuilding season for the Rams. I think the Giants could win this game. Yeah, I give the Giants a win in, uh, against the Rams. I think the effect of Todd Gurley not being there is going to diminish the offense of the Rams. I, I don't think that they'll be able to – and like you guys said, like they're, you think that they're in like a full rebuild mode. I think that that's going to affect the outcome of this game. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're really just trying to build something around Jared Goff. I mean, yeah. we, look at, we look at the Rams 
after that Super Bowl loss to the Patriots, I really, again, like the Falcons, really, just kind of deflated them as a franchise. And now they're kind of stuck with, okay, where do we go from here? Do we rebuild or we keep these guys? And obviously they're in the rebuild stage of, and you know, it's unique too, because Sean McVay is, was crowned really early on an offensive genius. I mean, we were probably on here talking about how much of a genius Sean McVay is. So now there's kind of like questions around that. So I'm kind of interested in the Rams as a whole this year. All right. So then we get to week number five. The first time that the Cowboys and Giants meet up is in MetLife Stadium in week number five. This one's away. No, this it is. I have it. Yeah, it's away. I have it as a home game. Oh, S and Y's got it wrong. The right. Giants. The Giants graphic has this as an away game. Oof. Yeah. All right. So that changes my mind. Well, it doesn't really change my mind. I think it's still a loss no matter what. Dallas is freaking loaded. They're the best team in the NFC East this year. I don't know if they're going to run away with the division. I think Philly's still there to really challenge them. But Zeke, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb, enough said. And not to, men- and not to mention their very good defense. Gerald McCoy, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, of course, Van Der Esch, Smith. They're loaded all over the place. So – I'm going with a L for the Giants here. They start one and four. Yeah, I also have the Giants losing this game. Mm-hmm. Just pretty much everything you've said. They have weapons everywhere on both sides of the ball. Yep. Uh, just adding CD Lamb makes them even scarier. Good thing the Jets don't have to play them this year. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, so, yeah, they're they're stacked. I feel like the Cowboys are going to win this one, but don't. I think it's going to be a closer game than a lot of people are going to uh, think when the time comes. Um, the Cowboys dropped a lot of games that should have been relatively blowouts, like the one against the Jets last yeah. season. So I, I don't know if their team changed that much where they're going to be able to mesh together into a very uh, like a, a super team kind of. Because, I mean, they, like you I guys mean, said, they have they have a lot of weapons and they could do a lot of damage with those guys. But if they if they can't get their heads on straight, I don't know how far they're really going to it go. It does it does we do have to take into account too they lost Travis Frederick due to retirement. So that's kind of a big deal. They put a new center in here to try and get something going. But I just think and, like and a the, new and a new head coach, a new a new scheme. That's too. true. Yes, that's true too. I just think this this is really the year that Dallas either takes that next step or they're just kind of stuck in no in no man's land pretty much. So but I have the Giants starting one and four. Giants fans are probably freaking out at this point because it's basically the same start that happened last year. So then week six, this one is home, correct? On your guys' schedule? Yeah. All right. Yes. Okay. Against the Washington Redskins at home, the Redskins are – I don't believe in Dwayne Haskins whatsoever. I'm not buying the hype. I think he went into a horrible situation with the Washington Redskins. I'm going to mark this as a win for the Giants at home after – losing to the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas the week before. You look at this offense for for Washington and you think the Giants defense has to start playing well against this team. Has to. But then the defense, you know, it's kind of scary. We talked about it when we were doing the draft. Kerrigan, Jonathan Allen, Chase Young, kind of scary and kind of underrated. But I think the Giants can pull this one out. Maybe a little closer than the experts think, but I'll have the Giants win this one. Yeah, I also have the Giants winning this one. Um, I do think the Redskins will be improved this year just because Ron Rivera is a, a good head coach, a good proven head coach in the NFL. He's bringing, he's actually bringing some kind of winning culture to that team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll I think be they better, are. but um, I think, you know, at home in MetLife, this will be a win for the Giants. Yeah. I take it as a win too. I mean, just with the, how the team's put together, I just, I don't like how 
Washington's put together with the quarterback uh, situation going on there. I think oh, there's but, a lot of Joe, dysfunction. But Joe, Dwayne Haskins is your guy. He is, but there's oh, a lot I'm of guy. there's You're there's right. a lot of there's a lot of dysfunction there oh, okay. before even before he got there. Oh. I think Ron Rivera might be able to pull this team together and 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 better them, but not not this early in the season, and I don't even think this season. Do you guys see uh, just quickly on the Redskins? Do you guys see like any comparisons between the Carolina team when they first got Cam and then this Washington Redskins team because you kind of look at the team from back then and then this team now Carolina wasn't stacked with huge talent when Cam got there yeah Cam eventually Cam eventually became that guy so do you think that maybe Ron Rivera can bring something out of Dwayne Haskins we'll see I think Dwayne Haskins honestly is a little lazy I think he doesn't love football enough that's just my personal opinion but maybe that changes this year going into year two but uh, I don't know. That's just that's just me personally. All right, week seven at Philadelphia. This is Thursday always a night football. Thursday night football. This is always an interesting game for both teams. I kind of feel like these games are always close, always coming down to the wire. For the Eagles, is Carson Wentz going to be healthy come week seven? That's my biggest question. It's the reason you, why they drafted Jalen Hurts. You never, yeah, mm-hmm. you never know, and. Do they really blow you away on offense? Jeffrey's hurt, has questions. Their starting running back is Miles Sanders. Deshaun Jackson's up there in age. They draft Jalen Rieger. Zach Ertz is still a very good tight end. I think the Eagles are kind of starting to get a little older, and that championship window for a second title is really starting to close on them. But in Philadelphia, very hard place to play. Scott and I have been there. It's, it's brutal. So I will knock this as a loss for the Giants in Philadelphia. Yeah, I agree. Lincoln Financial Field, you know, it's a tough place to play. I just don't see the Giants, you know, prime time walking into Philly. You know, haven't had the greatest success in Philly the past couple of years. But the, uh, Eagles, I, the Eagles, on the other hand, aren't the most like they're not a team to ride home about. No, they're uh, they're not as strong as they have been in the past. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there are questions at the quarterback position. Jalen Hurts breathing down his neck. Yeah, uh, maybe that's good for Carson Wentz because now now that Nick Foles was gone for the past couple of years, or at least last year, he maybe didn't feel that much pressure behind him with, who was it, McCown at the end of the year. I guess McCown was the backup the entire year. They were never going to sit Wentz for McCown. So, you know, the Eagles, what, did it? Really had no other backup pick? plan. Yeah. Yeah, it was a third-round pick for Hertz. Second-round pick. Second-round pick, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a serious pick to take on a quarterback. So maybe he now feels pressure and, you know, turns up his game a little bit. But all in all, after that little blab I just did, the Giants (laughs) are going to lose this game. Yeah, no, I I think that the same. I think that the Eagles are going to – I think the Eagles are going to take this one. I think it's going to be a close game. But at the end of the day, like you guys said, Lincoln Financial Field, hard place to play. And I think the whole Jalen Hurts thing – he could he could definitely play ball. I think whether you put Wentz or Hurts in there, I think he's either way, they're going to be a tough opponent for the, the Giants defense. Now, we don't know how the Eagles schedule is working out, but by week seven, is Jalen Hurts a starter? I won't put it past them. Mm. I, th- I think it's a good possibility. I think training camp is going to be really interesting this year. Do you think there's like actual quarterback competition in Philly or is it just a little bit of smoke? Do you no, th- I, th- I don't. I, I don't know if they is. really. I don't really think they believe in Wentz. I have this really weird feeling that they just really don't believe in him, and it goes way before they even drafted Jalen Hurts. I think there's. 
I think there is quarterback uh, competition. I think I, I don't think they would have traded up to get Hurts if mm-hmm. it was if it wasn't. So I don't know. I think that they've seen the injury uh, that the injuries that Wentz has gone through and how frequently uh, he does get injured that they might be like, uh, we can do without, you know what I mean? Right. So, all right. So I had the giants being two and two and five to start the year. Not uh, pretty similar to last year, but we move on to week number eight. They play back to back primetime games. This one, Monday night football, at home against Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's so weird to say. But, you know, I look at Tampa's offense, they're very explosive. That's, that goes out saying. Defense doesn't really blow me away. Devin White's really good. They still have Shaq Barrett. Dominican Sue's getting up there in age. But there's no freaking way that this Giants defense – if still constructed the way it is, as we look at the depth chart, you know, because there are a lot of things to play in this week eight injuries pop up, you know, guys aren't playing as well. Benchings. I got to give this another loss. I mean, Tampa, like I understand like the hype around Tampa and maybe it's up to you guys. If you think the hype is a little too much, too little, whatever. But I have this being another loss. I cannot see them pulling this out. Even if it's at home, it's it's Tom Brady, it's Rob Gronkowski. Until I see the until I see Tampa play on the field, I can't really I can't really dissect it. But on paper, the Giants are losers in this game. I mean, the biggest problem that me and you had at least last season with Tampa Bay was the quarterback situation. Oh yeah. And now going from Jameis Winston to Tom Brady, that's a huge upgrade. I think that Tampa Bay, as as much as I think that it might be a little bit of an overhype at how good they will be. Because you gotta realize what division team, they're in too. You gotta realize Yeah. I think I think the team I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be a way better team competing for that division title, but I don't think the hype is it should be as much. Okay. With that being said, I still think they beat the Giants. Yeah, I I agree. I think the Redskins will uh Redskins, what am I doing? Redskins, you're week, you're week ahead. Uh, the Bucks will come into MetLife and destroy the Giants. Tom Brady oh is, uh, is you know, going to tear them apart. Gronk will come in have a big game because what linebacker is going to cover Gronk on the Giants, uh, or what player for that matter? Maybe Blake McKinney. Martinez. Yeah, maybe McKinney can cover him. But oh, how then are you going to cover Chris Godwin and Mike Evans? Let's, let's look at it this way. Jamal Adams had a hard time guarding Gronk. Yeah. Let's put it that way. So, enough said. All right, so this is all loss. So, we go into week nine against the Redskins again. I have this as a win. I think they sweep the Redskins. We talked about them before, so there's no sense in talking about them twice. Same rules apply. Even if it's at Washington, I think the Giants still win. They get their third win. See, I'm kind of back and forth on this game. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Redskins could be better than – what people think i'm not saying they're going to be a real contender in any way but i think they could win this game in washington i just i just have a lot of uh faith in ron rivera um so i'm gonna have the giants losing this game yeah i'm gonna say the same thing i think ron rivera's like i said earlier i think it's going to uh take a little bit of time for him to develop the team that he has around him that he's going into Mm -hmm. but 
I think by the end of the season, you'll see a significant change in the Redskins. I don't think they're going to be a division, a divisional opponent that's going to be competing for like the first or second spot, but I think they're going to be turned around and in a decent position for the next season. So I don't think they drop two games to uh, the Giants. I think they, they take one, and I think the later one is going to be the one. Week 10 at home against the Eagles. I think the Giants have a good opportunity to split with the Eagles here. I'll take the Giants at home. Just because, again, we don't know what the quarterback situation is in Philly. Jalen Hurts could be starting at this point. We don't really know until the season begins. But I'll give the Giants a win before their Week 11 bye to go at 4-6. and six. I'm also back and forth on this game, too. I don't know. The, the Giants, I feel like, have just struggled against the Eagles mm-hmm. in the past couple of years. Also because the Eagles have been a better football team probably than what they will be this year. You gotta remember, though, this Giants defense is a, it's not vastly improved. They have guys, though, that will make this defense significantly better. Yeah, they do. Um, Yeah, I'll give them a win in this game. I think just home field advantage will play a part in this. Um, So I also have the Giants at four and six going into the bye. All right. Yeah, I'll I'll bring I'll give them a win on this one just because it's like what Scott said. Have mercy. Have mercy. Yeah, a little bit. Um, no, only because like they do have close games. No matter how bad either of the teams are, it's normally a, a decent game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have them split to the series for the year, uh, especially since they're at home. All right. So week 11 by for the Giants. They go in four and six. Joe, do you have them at four and six as well? I do, yes. All right. So if you're a Giant fan at four and six at the bye with Cincinnati coming up week 12, how do you think Giants fans are kind of feeling at this point? I mean, they have some tough games at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I see three automatic losses. Not automatic. I guess it's a bad word. But I see three yeah. losses. And then there's two toss-up games at the end. I mean, you have the Cowboys in your division. In your division, I don't think the Giants are going to be in any contention to win the division. They could be in some contention for the wild card. But the, you're going to have, probably have two teams coming out in the NFC West and two teams coming out in the uh, NFC South with right. Tampa Bay and New Orleans. So... I think at this point, the Giants are pretty much out of the playoffs coming into the bye at four and six, if this is what, you know, actually happens. But I guess crazier things have happened. All right. So after the bye week 12 at Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, they go, Giants go to Cincinnati and take on Burrow. Cincinnati is a absolute dumpster fire. Joe, Joe Burrow, I think, is going to struggle hardcore in his first year. I'll give the Giants a win coming off their bye. Same. I. I think Joe Burrow will eventually be able to turn into something, but Mm -hmm. I don't really see Zach Taylor being the head coach that leads him there. I think they're going to have to get rid of him and um, bring in someone else. But, uh, yeah, I think the Giants will win this game. We also thought the Jets were going to beat the Bengals last year, and we saw what happened. That's actually the reason I have the Giants losing this year (laughs) to the Bengals. Um, I think that – they like I think the Bengals have a few more weapons than a lot of people realize. I, they have Tyler Boyd. They have AJ Green coming back, who hasn't played all se- they didn't really play at all last season. Mm-hmm. And now they have Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon in the backfield. I think they'll be okay on offense. It's really the defense that's going to struggle a lot. But the Giants watch, defense, watch this be Joe Burrow's coming out party. Yeah, exactly. It, it it's kind of going to be like that, right? Sm- almost smack dab in the middle of the season. Yep. I think Joe Burrow, he's going to be one of those guys that's going to make a franchise relevant. And the it's fact a, that you know what the fact that it's Cincinnati so got bad, him, 
It is. It is. But there's you – some... know, You know, I think people were saying the same thing about Carson Palmer back in the day too. And did he do a good job at that? Yeah, they went to the playoffs a couple times. But other than that, Bengals have been irrelevant since they went to the Super Bowl and got demolished against the 49ers in the 80s. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely – no cakewalk to bring oh. a team from down here all the way up here, but there's some players that have that in them, and I think Joe Burrow actually might be one of those guys. Mm-hmm. So I think I mean we're talking about one game here though, oh, so yeah. it's it's a toss up once you once you uh, get on the field. So I mean I think Bengals take this one. I think it will be Joe Burrow's one of those games where he's just. The star. I think they. I think so. Joe. Think so Joe's did. calling a Joe Burrow coming out party in week twelve. Yes, sir. You're calling. Oh okay. dear. How many yards does he throw for? I'm gonna write this down. Ooh, ooh. You know I like my yardage. Yeah, I know. Throw for three hundred eleven. Three hundred. That's sticking. That's, that's sticking very out. specific. That's very <laughs> high. Sticking out. All right. How many touchdowns? Passing touchdowns or. Doesn't matter. Let's go. Let's go total. I think Joe Burrow has the ability to run. Yeah, I was going to say four. four total. Total four. Because it, he's going. He's going to have to hand exposed. it off. It is. Okay. That's four written touchdowns. down. And, that's uh, written and, down uh, on paper. Three passing. Three passing. One run. Okay, that's pretty. That's pretty generous, Joe. That's pretty generous. You think the Giants make a firing after that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good possibility if he's not gone already. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. All Joe right, Josh so, only lasts 10 weeks. As the yeah, Giants I'm, talking, I'm talking about the defensive coordinator. I don't think the Giants are <laughs> stupid to do that. <laughs> we'll see. All right. So week 13 at Seattle. Yikes. This is tough. You know Josh. what you do? Put that, put that paper in your, um, your history the the book that you always use the ta- okay. the what's it All called right. on the, the week history. on the week yeah the All stay right. in history book so okay. that we, when we open it up we see it all right fair enough fair enough <laughs> week I'm, thirteen I'm, I'm looking okay. forward to this already yeah. yeah me too so Joe put your so why don't you put your money where your mouth is and put some money on it you have no I'm idea sure that'll much, happen about the time that do. comes around <laughs> that's right <laughs> all right week thirteen at Seattle you know again this this Seattle defense is nothing to write home about. It's just these explosive offense. I see like a pattern here in this giant schedule. Explosive offenses win these games for the other team because the Giants defense is just not good. So, again, Russell Wilson, Chris Carson, I mean, nothing to write home about. Lockett, DK Metcalf, Philip Dorsett, Greg Olson. I don't know why Greg Olson's still playing, but – Nonetheless, I'll have the Giants losing in Seattle basically because it's just a really tough place to play. Hopefully there's fans in Seattle, but still a tough, tough, still a tough place to play. Yeah, I also have them losing this game. Um, Seattle is just like a good team year in and year out, no matter how bad they draft. And mm-hmm. it doesn't look like Clowney's going back because his demands are way too high, but they'll still somehow find a way to be 10-6, and 11-5 and five because mm-hmm. they have Russ and – He's a top 10 quarterback in this league. So, Joe, do you have the Giants losing three in a row? Yeah, I do. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Maybe more than three in a row. Okay. Um, no, see, I mean, Seattle's just – I think they're one of the powerhouses, and I think they do get a little snubbed for playoffs every once in a while. I think that they have the firepower to be in the Super Bowl a lot of the times. So, like, even last year, they just played 
great opponents that just edged them out just a little bit more. It doesn't help them that their GM is shit at drafting. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean – It's true. If, if, no, no, absolutely. But um, Russell Wilson, like, he's your favorite quarterback by oh, yeah. far, I think. By far. By far. Um, and if they were able to build around him a little bit through the draft, I think that that team would be in the Super Bowl as much as the Patriots have been in the Super Bowl the past few years. Mm-hmm. And we look at the Seahawks for a second. Russell Wilson's, you know, I'm not saying he's running out of time, but the guy's 31 years old. And, Joe, you're saying built through the draft, but, again, there's going to be this point in time where we're talking about, okay, Russell Wilson's, like, 32 years old. What is Seattle doing here? Mm. They've won one Super Bowl since he's been the quarterback and have done really – and they've been to two Super Bowls, but, of course, lost the ones to the Patriots. So, you got to think, guy that's 31 years old, Seattle's going to – that championship window really starting to close and – I don't know. I think if you build through the draft of thirty one and Russell Wilson's great. Well, I'm saying I'm saying if if they had built yeah. through the draft and yeah. and helped him out earlier, I that's think what they that, should be doing they, already. But they yeah ex- yeah. All right, good enough. Week fourteen, Giants at home again against the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals are my sneaky watch out for this team because not just DeAndre Hopkins. Everyone's sleeping on Christian Kirk. He's not getting enough recognition he deserves, I feel. Now, and Larry but, Fitz. They still have Larry, Larry Fitz, Fitz, too. Larry Fitz, too, on his, last, on his last hoorah. The last dance. Yes, last dance for Larry <laughs> Fitzgerald. Kenyon Drake's no – he's nothing to write home about, but he's not horrible either. And for as much crap as I give Kyler Murray about being the offensive player of the year, I think Josh Jacobs should have won it. He's still pretty good. Again, this game's at home for the Giants – this defense, they only got Chandler Jones, Isaiah Simmons. How they still have, how they got him, I really don't understand. I'll give the Giants a win, though, at home. I'm going to have the Giants losing this game. Okay. I also agree. I think the Cardinals could surprise people this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't really get to watch much of them last year just because right. I feel like at 4 o'clock I was pissed off that the Jets lost and then oh, stopped yeah. watching football. Um, that didn't actually happen. But I was pissed off the Jets' <laughs> loss, but I kept watching football. I, I just think the addition of DeAndre Hopkins for a really young quarterback like Kyler Murray is only going to benefit him. Right. Um, I think, you know, D-Hop is going to want to prove people wrong this season because, mm-hmm. you know, the way he was treated in Houston and, you know, I mean, I don't think people doubt him, but I think, you know, you get traded from the team that you, you know, were drafted from and, you know, really built a name for yourself. You're going to want to, you know, show that that was a mistake. And, you know, I think the Cardinals offense could have a really big big year this year. Um, this, the Cardinals, for me, are my surprise team this year. So, this is the surprise win I'll give to the Giants this year. One team yeah. is always good for a surprise win. This is the Giants' surprise win. The NFC West is, like, loaded. Yeah, loaded. very, very good. I'm going to have to agree with Scott. I'm giving the Giants another loss. Wow. Four in a row. I, I, like, the DeAndre Hopkins deal was just – ridiculous i i don't i still don't understand how that happened none of us do so and with a young talent like uh kyler murray who only i think only scratched the surface i know you're a little partial to him but i think he's only scratched the surface of what he could do and what he Mm -hmm. can be so i think that having a receiver like deandre hopkins is going to benefit that offense as a whole Week 15, I have the Giants right now at 6-7. and seven. They're holding on by a little bit of a thread here. <laughs> They're still kind of in it, but who knows? These last three games are crucial to their season. 
Week 15 at home against our who we wanted to be the Jets quarterback so many years ago, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Everyone's sleeping on Baker. Everyone's calling him a bust. I still believe in Baker for Cleveland. Still love him. Still, still have a soft spot for Baker Mayfield in my heart. I think Kevin Stefanski is a really good coach. I think it's I think it's his time now to be a head coach in the league. I think Cleveland is ready. I'm going to say this again. I think Cleveland is ready to take that next step. I'll give the Giants a loss against the Browns at home. I think this is a win for the Giants. Especially, oh yeah, wait, I got to add one more thing. Especially because Odell comes back home to the Giants. True. And sticks it oh, to that's them. true. I didn't even think about that. Nope. The Giants are going to lose now. I didn't think about <laughs> the Odell thing. Joe, I got one for you. Odell's going to go for 202 touchdowns. I got one for you, Joe. Odell against the Giants. Against his questionable defense. I'll put it nicely. You're writing this down? Yes. Odell okay. will go for... I just said 202 touchdowns. You said even 200? Uh, I'll, go, I'll go 187. touchdowns. I'll go, I'll go 187 yards and two touchdowns. I'll go... Above, I'll go... Um, I'll go 225. For Odell? Yeah. Oh, dear. He's going to have some long runs. Now you're just getting generous. 225. <laughs> These are like your bar tips. Oh, <laughs> 225. I'll go 225 and one touchdown. Two, wow. 225. Is that all receiving? Touchdown. No. All purpose. Okay. Most of it receiving. All right. We'll put that. But this, the, is, this is just for Odell? Yeah, we'll put that in the mortal locks of the, of the NFL. Season. <laughs> wow. Whatever the wow. Uh, yards is for that game, take the over. <laughs> yeah. We already have betting lines out, That's by right. the way, for week one. Do we? Yeah, the Giants are a uh, two and a half point underdog against the Steelers. The Giants are, uh, Jets are 5.5 underdogs. No, I saw, oh. I saw a seven point underdog. Is oh, it we'll, seven now? Jesus. We'll get to that. All right. We're not leaving our Jets out. Don't worry. Yeah. They're here. All right, Joe, go ahead. All right, this is where the Giants continue to string those losses together. Um, Yeah, the Browns. I thought about the Odell coming back. Um, I don't think he's going to have. I don't think he's going to have two hundred and something yards. But let's be be this. Let's let's see this. Maybe Odell gets traded before the Giants game. We don't know. I don't think the Browns are trading Odell. I don't think they will. Mark Malusis reported false information. Reported fake news. (laughs) Yeah, and. yeah, tried to stir the pot. But, I mean, let's be real. It's not out of the realm of possibility. New young GM trying to na- make a name for himself. I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility, but I don't think it's going to happen either. Maybe he goes yeah. back to the Giants. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. After how they ripped him? Yeah. That's, no. a, that's a whole different story. Week 16 at Baltimore, we can just uh, – Cross that one off. Cross that one off. Unless something drastic happens. In Baltimore, though. Yeah. Baltimore's still a tough place to play. Uh, it's a loss for me. Right. The only way that the Giants come out of this without a loss is if the season gets canceled. Oh, you know what? No, that's not necessarily true. If the Ravens already locked up a playoff spot and want to rest Lamar for two weeks, then here you go. See, I'm not yeah. taking that into account. No. I also think yeah, that's I'm not. Don't yeah. rest a quarterback for two weeks, and then you could potentially have him sit out again if they're the number one seed. It's happened, though. Yeah, and then they lose. That's right. Look what happened to the Ravens anyway, though, last year. Yeah. Joe was so high on Mr. Lamar Jackson. Yes, I was. You have every right to. That's fine. All right. We all have this one crossed off, I think, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a loss. Okay. 
Week 17, I have the Giants having one, two, three, four, five, six wins going into week 17. This is at home against the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Joe has four. four. I think I have five. Not a so great season. Really, no, not a good one at all. I really want to get – The only way the Giants win this game is if Dallas is sitting people to get ready for yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. I really want to give the Giants a win here, but – I think the battle for the NFC East is just really going to be tight again with Philadelphia and Dallas, and I don't think Dallas wants to screw around, nor do they have room to screw around. Uh, the Giants end 2020 with three straight losses. Like six for me. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't think that – I really just don't think that the Giants have any firepower. Yeah. They're building. The defense, yeah, exactly. I, that's why I kind of like I, – I, I don't have them doing much this season. Those four wins are the highlight of their season, basically. Each mm-hmm. one should be celebrated like champions because – Don't, <laughs> don't we know that feeling all too oh, well? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah, I also have this as a loss. All right. So, for the 2020 Giants in our way-too-early season predictions, I have the New York Giants – Finishing six and ten, and I think that's good enough for third in the NFC East. Maybe tied with the Redskins. We'll see. Um, counting my win, I think I have the Giants finishing five and eleven, losing four of their last six games. Mm-hmm. Four and twelve, shooting for Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> you real? <laughs> no, I, no, 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 no. That's Jacksonville. No, I know. That's Jacksonville. Tom unless, Coughlin's unless, in Jacksonville now. Unless Minshew has a crazy season this year. It's a, there's a possibility. It's What's his second year? Yeah, I, I'll i say this. Don't bank on that. No, I'm not. If you're going to bet not, on Gardner but... Minshew having a good year, don't bank on it. No. That's all I'm saying. So, six, so you had 5-11, and 11, Scott? Yeah. All have different records. Six and ten, five and eleven, and Joe has them at four and twelve with six straight losses. Yes, sir. Boy, oh boy, the New York Giants! How they have fallen from grace. It's like oh, this Oh dear. Yep. All right. So that is our way too early predictions for the Giants' 2020 schedule. We will break, and when we come back, the main event of the evening. <laughs> it's that time of year again, ladies and gentlemen, where we predict way too early. The New York Jets 2020 schedule. We will do that when we come back. You're listening to the Tri-State Sports Beat. Do not go anywhere. We will be right back. And welcome back, everyone, to the Tri-State Sports Beat. Here's the moment you have all been waiting for. The time yeah, when, we, when we break down the 2020 New York Jets regular season schedule. Why did I just become <laughs> sad all of a sudden? <laughs> So, SNY also screwed up this schedule oh, off yeah. the first release. So, it's still not great, but it's better than what I thought it was. It's, it's eh, yeah. I won't even say it's man. There's not a three-game West Coast road trip in the uh, after the bye, so that's yeah. positive. But we will kick it off week one in the house that Darnold owns. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, week one at Buffalo. Um I'm sorry, Sam. Your undefeated record at New Era Field is no longer. Um, the Jets will lose this game. Uh, I think they may cover plus seven if that's the line that stays. But I think the Bills obviously are much more improved, adding Stevon Diggs to their offense. Uh, I think Josh Allen is going to take another step forward, unfortunately. And 
I think that it'll be another week one loss to the Jets against Buffalo. Hopefully hate, ending injuries in this one. I hate this time. No of more year. mono. Yeah. <laughs> see, like, last, see, like, the thing was, last year we were so confident. The Bills, oh, we can hang with them. We had a 16-point lead against the Bills, and then couple. There we go. P.J. Mosley. Yeah. Hurt the old groin area. So... Scott, I have to agree with you, unfortunately. We get off to a horrible start. We all overreact as usual. People are like, oh, Sam is not the answer. He cannot Especially beat the Bills. after our week two matchup as well. Oh, dear. <laughs> we have overreaction city. Stephon Diggs goes for about 300 yards against the Jets, <laughs> uh, against uh, Pierre Desir, against uh, Quincy Wilson. <laughs> it's not a bueno uh, scenario. The Jets start 0-1. Shocker. Frank Gore returns to Buffalo. First game-winning <laughs> touchdown. How are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> that is the absolute dream scenario. Denzel Mims, breakout game. Oh. And, then I, doesn't do, and then he doesn't do anything until uh, yeah. the rest of the yeah. season. Yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm going to give... Don't I'm do gonna, it. I'm Don't gonna, do it. I'm, go, I'm doing it. I'm doing no. It. No. I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm not learning anything. Listen, I'm going to give him a win. Why? Give him a win. Give me, please give me an explanation why. Because I don't think there's going to be fans. And Who the cares? Fans, Who cares? The Bills are still better than the no, Jets. No, 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 no. Listen, 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 listen. I don't think that – This is coming from the I, Sam Darnold I, non-believer. This, I'm not a Sam Darnold non-believer. This will be a discussion we'll, afterwards. We'll, yeah, we'll get this straight later. <laughs> but I think the fans for Buffalo play a huge part in how they perform on the field. I really do. I think that – Idiots the fans, I think the I think the players embody what the fans do during the tailgates, during the games. Mm-hmm. It can get loud at at uh, in Buffalo. We wouldn't so, know that. We don't have a home field advantage. No, yeah. but so I think we are. I think I think we could compete. I'm going to say compete. I want to give us. I want to give us fair. a win early on. I'm going to give us a win early on. Falling into the trap. You know what? Greg Williams might I play might. some magic. I might because. Okay. We saw what happened last season, and Buffalo was a good team last season. They didn't have Stephon Diggs, but they had a good team last season, yeah. and we stayed with them until C.J. Mosley got hurt. If we can preserve our, our linebacker, Joe Allen, wait a, our wait quarterback. A, wait, a, wait a minute, though. Wait a minute. Our quarterback of the defense, I think that it's possible. The Jets had a 16-point lead week one, right? Correct. And – you said that they hung with them in the second half after blowing a 17-point lead? No, 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 no. We hung with them, meaning we played good against them until C.J. Mosley got hurt. Oh, okay. All right. I misunderstood. Yeah, no. So week two. I, I, think, it's, I think it's possible if, if we stay healthy and if our offensive line stays Stay healthy? Upright. It's week one? <laughs> we, saw what happened in, we, saw, we saw what happened in the preseason last season. Yeah, Avery. Oh. So, I mean, it's possible we don't go with a full, fully healthy squad. I don't think Adam Gase <laughs> is going to make that mistake again. I hope not. I really you better hope not. I'm not even going to comment. I think Week we number compete. two. L. Yep. I'll give, I'll give him. Good old shellacking. This the San Francisco defense is just unfreaking believable. And Kai Beckton, welcome to the league. Oh yeah, yeah. he's going up. He's uh, well. Let's see, who would he be going up against the uh, against the Bills? Let me see here. 
at Oliver. He would be no, he's kind of inside, but he would be trying to cover either Ed Oliver or Jerry Hughes, which is no which is no uh, walk in the park either. But then we have San Francisco, <laughs> and he has the very tall task in trying to guard one Nick Bosa. Fun. <laughs> listen, listen. As much as we talk, as much as everybody talks about how big he is, nobody wants to talk about his technique. I'll give him. I'll, I'll give him. Uh, I'll give him a shot. I'll give him a fart in the wind. I'll say that. But uh, this is a loss. 0-2 to start the year. Unless, and if there's fans allowed, we will probably be there week two at the home opener like we always are. Why? Because we are so delusional it's not even funny. Jets start 0-2 in the second year of the Adam Gaze era. And we'll be happy. And we'll be happy that we're there. We will? That's, that's the, you the know most what? delusional part. You know yeah, what? We'll be happy no, no, when, Joe, we get, Joe, when we're about to get Joe, there. You are and then we'll absolutely be like, right. Oh. You know what? You lose our voices right. before the team even comes yeah. out of the tunnel. You're yeah, right, Joe. Will. You're absolutely right because we are always happy when we are drinking beer at the tailgate. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then here's what happens. Here's what happens every freaking game. Not every game because they win sometimes. We go into the stadium. We go up to our seats. We're like, here we go. New season, new us. Same old that's, Jets. Put it to bed. That's right. when the hangover starts. And then. Then we watch the game. We're feeling okay, but we're feeling still nervous, like we're going to poop ourselves because – A great Adam Gase first drive. This is a great (laughs) scripter, and then it goes downhill from there. A great 15-play draw. A great 15 plays. We're feeling real good. We put up up maybe one touchdown, maybe. And then the opposing team starts scoring points. Then we start getting nervous. And then we're like, oh, here we go. And someone gets hurt. First half half ends. We're up by either two or three – and we're like, all right, we got the lead. We're going to protect this. Nope. Uh, our offense stalls out. Our defense forgets how to play football. And then, even though we have such a great defensive For some reason, Chuma Adoga is starting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, Makai Becton is not in the game, and we don't find out until we – for some reason, we don't find out until we're on our phone. We're like, oh, Makai Becton's hurt. Not going to be in the game. Well, Michael P. Ryan starts the second half. <laughs> Frank Gore is taking away carries from Le'Veon, which is actually a real concern if you ask me. But And then they oh, blow the lead, yes. and then we go back to our cars, and Joe, Joe and I know this long walk <laughs> to the back of our hand. The walk <laughs> back to the car after a loss is the worst. <laughs> we had that a lot. So, week three <laughs> is the Indianapolis Colts. Now, uh, you know what? Week three, it's it's at Lucas Oil Stadium, unfortunately. And Scott, you know why I'm going to give the Jets a third straight loss here? Michael Pittman Jr. This is Michael Pittman Jr.'s breakout game. Oh my god! Yep. You know why? Because it always happens. The Jets were supposed to pick a guy, and then he goes to another team that they play in the regular season, and he freaking destroys them. And you know what makes it even worse is that the Jets basically have the Indianapolis Colts' whole secondary in their team. And they get blown up. 0-3. I'm getting mad already. We're three games in. Yeah. Uh, I also think this is a loss. Phillip Rivers is somehow going to get his, you know, second wind. And uh, (laughs) he's going to tee off on us. Oh, yeah. Quinn and Williams will still not do anything. (laughs) Uh, Jordan Jenkins. Maybe he'll get a sack. We could hope. (sighs) He's our 
Maybe uh, again, maybe Jabari Zuniga will be playing by then. Oh, oh. yeah. Maybe Ashton Davis will get an interception. That'll be nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna reverse the rules. I'm gonna say a win because oh, Denzel Denzel Mims goes off this game. You think he outshines? Michael I think Pittman he Jr.? does. Think so? I think he does. I don't I don't see what you guys see in Michael. Who do the Colts have? Who do the Colts have in their secondary? Uh, let's take a look. See, they have Darius Slinnard. Well, he's yeah, he's a linebacker. Malik Hooker. <laughs> Rock Yasin, he's pretty good. Xavier Rhodes, hello. Oh no, he was. Oh, I Colts. forgot he was there. Didn't know, yeah. Eh, maybe that. Mims won't go for as much no. as I thought. <laughs> maybe he'll maybe he'll go for fifty yards. Maybe we'll see. Braxton Barrios breakout game. Oh yeah! Oh, wow, because we want to believe in Braxton Barrios and Vincent Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a freaking break! Oh man, oh, man. all we needed Sean is Sean Perriman. All we need was. <laughs> All we needed was two wide receivers in the draft, and we draft a quarterback. Anyway. James Morgan played week three. Oh, boy. The next Taysom Hill. Oh, my uh, God. Oh, no. Joe only hopes. All right. <laughs> we all went around for week three. This is going a lot faster than I thought. Yeah. 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 All uh, right. 0-3 I have so far. Well, me, me, I do as Joe well. Joe has him at 2-1. and one. Which Ooh. is really Let's like. Jets, J-E-T-S. Your lips to God's ears. Yes, exactly. All right, right, next week four. Here, though. Week four, Denver Broncos on Thursday night football. The last time the Jets had a performance on primetime, couldn't tell you when. Uh, oh, it was actually Detroit two seasons ago. I forgot about that one. No, no, no. no last, last year, they had two primetime games. Oh, they opened games. the season. You remember Sam, first pass of his career, pick six, and then we went off. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny so, how things work. That was our last primetime performance. Uh, I think the Jets will actually win this game, though. I just, you know, if they go 0-4, it's going to be uh, mayhem. Mayhem in MetLife. We'll be on here yelling and screaming until we're blue in the face. But oh. in all seriousness, I don't know how good the Broncos will be. Yes, they added Judy. Uh, their offense no rests on Drew Locke. Yeah, he did, enter, he did end the season last year, you know, pretty well. Uh, but I think the Jets should hopefully beat the Broncos uh, at home. Scott, I will agree with you. This will be the game that the Jets – Maybe surprise us and win. I'll give them a win here. Their defense, again, on paper, looks pretty nasty. Jarrell Casey, um, Von Miller, of course, Bradley Chubb, A.J. Boye they added in a trade. But, again, it's nothing to write home about. Their offense looks really explosive, but this will be Sam's best game yet, and we'll still be upset that we're 1-3, but at least we got a win at home. I'm writing this one off as a loss. Um, I think the offense for the Denver Broncos improved greatly this offseason uh, with the addition of Melvin Gordon. Um, I like the Jets' defense, but I also think that Drew Locke is a, a hidden talent yet to be seen, and I think he, he shows that on primetime. Because <laughs> I was right this year. They would have been better off with Drew Locke, I'll tell you that much, What's instead it? of Jordan. I, th- I think they would have, too. Just how Baker broke out against the Jets in primetime and Thursday night football is going to be Drew Locke. Yeah, wonderful. Um, I, I give them a loss here. I think they're 2-2 two and two in week four. Um, I think their defense is, like I said, I think the Jets' defense is good. I don't think the Jets' offense is great, but – I think the Broncos. I think the Broncos kind of pull it out here. Week five, 
at home, two straight home games. This is kind of important. Ten days off as well. Yeah, exactly. Adam Gase better have them ready to play. I bet you they're going to look great in practice. Oh, <laughs> they're going to watch a ton of film. Tell you that much. Oh, dear. Week James five. Morgan's going to get that scout team ready to go to face <laughs> Kyler Murray. <laughs> we, week David, five. David fails. Let's oh, go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> week five at home against the Arizona Cardinals. I had the Cardinals losing to the Giants. I'm not going to have the Cardinals losing to the Jets because, let's be honest, Kyler Murray's really, like, we know he's going to be pretty good. And the Jets are freaking terrible against running quarterbacks. It's not even funny. Horrible. We're going to go one and four. I actually think the Jets could win this ballgame. This is when they lose. I I think they could win. I, I don't know. I, I just think – our offense could have a could have the chance to expose their defense. Yeah, I think our defense could have a little trouble stopping their offense, but I trust Greg Williams. If we have a chance, any chance, it's going to be our offense going up against a less than average defense and our defense going up against an above average offense because I trust Greg Williams. He is going to do whatever he can to contain Kyler. He'll have CJ and on Wosu and Avery Williamson running around the field. We're going to have Ashton Davis on Kyler Murray because Ashton Davis might be the one player who's actually faster than him in the NFL, <laughs> we hope. Uh, and I think the Jets can win this game to win their second consecutive game. You guys are a lot higher than I am. That's good to know. I'm, writing, I'm, also, I'm also writing this one off as a loss. So for the first wow. time... In my season, I'm telling you, I think the Cardinals are a team to beat this year. I, I, I do. I, I think that too. Um, I like, I like the perspective that uh, Scott's going. Very positive. Love it. Um, but I, ju- I just don't think DeAndre Hopkins just sticks out. He, I think he's going to have a breakout year. And not that he hasn't had a breakout year already, but I think he's doing going to do special things for Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be just a little bit too much for the Jets defense and Greg Williams to handle. I give him an L. Week six at the LA Chargers. Now, uh, we look at this defense and the Jets have the luxury of going up against both Bosa brothers. That's always fun, right? That's always great. Wonderful. Joey Bosa, Linval Joseph, Melvin Ingram, Kenneth Murray they added in the draft, Chris Harris, Derwin James. The Jets win this one. This is the one that shocks us. There's always that one game. There's always one game that shocks us, whether it's for the better or the worse. The Jets, and let's be honest, the Chargers don't have great home field advantage. They may have less fans than we do when it comes to home games. The Jets will shock us and win against the Chargers on the road, just out of pure shock. You know, I agree with you. I think the Jets win their third consecutive game and defeat the Chargers. Are you, um, are you living on Mars? <laughs> Maybe. I'm I don't also think the they've won three. Stra- they were going to go 12 and four last year. I don't think so, they've won three straight games since probably 2015. Just probably right, and that that that's broken this year. Yeah. All right. So the Jets win. Scott, believe me, and this is a disclaimer for everybody that's listening. I want them to be good. Do I think they're going to be good this year? No, I don't. <laughs> um, I have the Jets winning this one. I think that so I think be an L. What? So it's going to be an L because all three win. of us, all three of us oh, have them winning. Yeah. All right. Well, 
I have them winning this one. I think the the Chargers got a little bit dismantled this offseason, um, especially on offense. Yes, we have to go up against Bosa, but Makai Becton, he's got it. Maybe, maybe. He's going to have Bosa like... on the ground and keep him there. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, but their offense is, is – who's – they're Tyrod Taylor, right? Tyrod yeah. Taylor, Justin Herbert. Who's their Ty- running back? Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry. I just don't think Austin Eckler has the the amount of firepower that a lot of – I think he had a lot of shared time with Melvin Gordon. He's a good second. That's why. Option. Yeah. I mean, he had, a, he had a really good year last year when he was the only back. He was like the number one fantasy running back last year when he was the only running back in that offense. He's going to be there at X Factor to watch. So we move on to week seven at home, October 25th, 1 o'clock, CBS. Hopefully the great Iron Eagle is calling that game because every time they, that he does, the Jets win against the Buffalo Bills. This will be the second last time they play the Bills. I think the Jets, just because the game's at home, whether there's fans, whether there's not, the Jets always do, except for last year because they blew a 16-point lead. But – it's a little bit of roles reversed here. I think they win and beat the Bills at home. They lose week one on the road, which they normally don't do. Sam was undefeated at New Era Field. But they get the win against Buffalo on their home turf. Please. The division games are just so important. I think the Jets can at least split with Buffalo. I'll give them that. I will actually give them back-to-back wins. Astonishing, I know. I'm going to double that win streak. I'm going to go for four in a row. <laughs> wow. I think the Jets can really split with Buffalo. This is where we start to lose you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I just feel like the Jets always split with division rivals. Even when the Patriots were good, well, I'm not saying they're not going to be good this year because who knows what they're going to be. But even when the Patriots had Brady and all of them, it just seemed like, you know, for many years there, we always split with them home and away. Yeah, the Bills offense, you know, I think Josh Allen is still, like I said, I think he's on the rise, but he's still a little inconsistent. You saw it in the playoff game last year against the Texans. Mm -hmm. So I I think, you know, coming off three straight wins, like I have them here, you know, hopefully MetLife is pretty fired up for Jets fans. And we have fans, God forbid. Yeah. I I think the Jets could win this game. Okay. Scott's got four in a row. I I have the Buffalo Bills beating them. The Jets in this one. Um, I think they, I think they split the series. I think the Jets get the better of them in the first game on the road. Um, but I, I think they, they're just not prepared for this first, uh, for their home game. Mm-hmm. Joe, I will give you the great task of starting us off for week number eight. Loss. Oh dear. I'm going to take a loss here. This. This is the massacre of the year. We always there's always a blowout game. No. Where the Jets get blown. No. Out. no, 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 not a massacre. I think I think our defense competed with Lamar Jackson last year pretty well for the first half of the game uh, with injuries. That is true. I think I think that they contained Mahomes pretty well, but they still lose. I think it's going to. I think we're going to actually have a nail biter. That's going to be our surprise of the season. I think the Jets lose this game 42-24. 42-24. I'll take 10 more points. I was going to say 27-24. I really do. I do. If, if, if there's, <laughs> if, if there's healthy, Nick if everyone stays healthy. Hilarious. <laughs> no, 
Joe, first of all, this is your favorite quarterback in the league for it one. It is. It is, but I know. This is what... one of the highest scoring offenses in the history of the league. Yeah. You know, what, what part of that analysis was correct? The Jets had a chance to be in that game against the Ravens in the first half. Exactly. I think, and they weren't healthy. They didn't have C.J. Mosley. They didn't have uh, Avery Williamson. They, had, they didn't have a lot of their key guys on defense. Greg Williams put together that first half of that game with backups. Stop trying that's, to make me buy in. That's I'm amazing. No, I'm not trying to I'm make you buy in. Those are the facts. They're, they're, they're facts. This is such a different animal. You have no idea. You cannot know. even. You cannot even compare. I don't them know. To you. you cannot. I you know. We had the Victor Cruz scheme running ninety nine yards. Tyreek Hill's going to have a hundred yard touchdown. He'll still be running. He'll run at the back of the end zone. Twenty seven. Twenty and four. And the Jets' run defense last year. If they improve any of it, any little bit on it, they can be a top five run defense in the league. Oh, I'm not disputing. Do you not understand that? Oh, I'm, I'm not disputing the that. running game's not the part that we have to worry about. Well, no. I know, but look at what It's we, the look. freaking cannon in the backfield. <laughs> 20. Get that. You, wait a minute. I don't know. And wait a minute. You think the Jets are going to put up 24 points against the Kansas City Chiefs? I told you this is going to be our surprise game of the season. But we lose? But we lose. That's because we're Jets fans. We lose even on a surprise game. Yes. This is going to be a blowout. I cannot wrap my I don't head. Think, like, I really don't think it will. I really don't think it will. Put that one in your book, too. Put that in your book as a hot take. Yeah. You know what I'll put in my book, too? That Patrick Mahomes almost throws for 1,000 yards in one game. Oh, dear. <laughs> 27, 24. I do. I do. I think, I think I'm going to stick with that number. Are you like <laughs> – I'm trying to make sense of this it's because whiskey tonight. Are you like I, I understand that the Jets actually put up like 34 points three straight games last year, but against the Chiefs? Yeah. Not against, Let like, it the sink Redskins in. Let it sink in. Let it sink in. <laughs> Let it sink in. Anyway. And don't and don't cut that part out. Oh, none of the, oh, none of this is being cut out, believe me. <laughs> All right, moving on. Monday night football. What, what week is this? Week nine. Uh, the I cannot wait for the Patriots. whole world to hear that. The New England Patriots come to town. Just wait. Just wait. Monday night football. Last year, we know what happened against the Patriots on Monday night football. This year, Casper the Ghost came out, sure. and uh, yeah, kind of started a bad trend for the Jets. Um, who wants to start this one? I'll start this one. Oh, great! I want to give him a win. I think the Jets actually win this game because of the week prior, because they're so high on themselves. Moral? If, if, moral? If this, it, no, no, no. If if they win, no, seriously. If if they lose and give Kansas City a run for their money, that is the highest morale boost to a team that was at the bottom of the league last year. Joe, you wait a minute. I need I need to go back for a second. I have to go are, back uh, for a second. I would have more confidence in an offense run by Todd Bowles to put up 24 points against the Chiefs oh, than Adam Gase. I wouldn't go that far. I don't know. All right, maybe know. that was a little too far. But it's Adam freaking Gase, Joe. It, yeah, it, so? Miami Miracle, baby. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. 
it was also you know what also led to that his dumb decision to punt on fourth down while they were down seven with three minutes left. But have, but, but it worked. I also have the Jets winning this game. I don't think uh, Jared Stidham yeah. comes into MetLife Stadium and you know tears us apart. Just that was my next, happening. That was my like reality point right there. Is that it is Jared Stidham in the backfield. So Nick, Jared Stidham uh, throws two interceptions against Jamal Adams and the Jets win by a field goal. Why? I don't know about that. The Jets win by a field goal. Bill Belichick's defense. The Bills still there. I'm not breaking from that. Bill is a defensive mastermind. He may not be a good GM, but he's a defensive mastermind. The Jets will get it done, though. I think the Jets put up 43 points. I'm now kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Now, I now you're just saying things. I wanted to see your face, honestly. <laughs> okay, then. Week number 10, we have the Jets taking on the Miami Dolphins for the first time this year. And to be quite honest with you, the Dolphins – I don't know why, for some reason, kind of scare me. Because last season? Yes, and they've added a lot. Mm-hmm. But normally when a team adds a lot of pieces in free agency, it's either boom, big boom, or huge bust. Given the, Dolphin, for a bust. given the Dolphins' recent history, yeah, you're right. And we also have to take into account, it's week 10. There's probably a good chance Tua Tungavailoa is already starting. Are we going to put – or, or do you guys think he's going to sit the whole year? There's, there's, I think there's a good chance he is playing by that. There's a chance, yeah. And then you look at the rest of their offense, Jordan Howard, Devontae Parker. The wide receivers don't really scare you or do anything for you, but their defense, Christian Wilkins, Emmanuel Ogba, um, Kyle Van Noy from New England, Jerome Baker, Xavier Howard, Byron Jones. I hate the fact and, – and, then again, the Jets always blow it. When they go to Miami, I'm giving them a loss. Really? Yes, in Miami. This is actually the first time I give the Jets back-to-back wins. Okay. Um, like you said before, when when teams put together a lot of players from free agency, it's either big boom or big bust. I don't think Miami is capable of having a big boom just yet. Mm-hmm. I think after Tua gets his feet wet a little bit, in the league, I think maybe it could work out a little bit better. But at this point in the season, I don't think they're going to be a boom team at all this season anyway. But at this point in the season, I don't think Tua is going to be throwing haymakers at any team. So, I don't, I don't know. Look at what he's working with. Totally see Tua throwing bombs against Pierre this year. Totally see it. I don't know. Yeah, I give him a win. Again, I want them to be good. Please, Lord, if you're <laughs> listening, I want them to be good. See, he, the good Lord only uh, thinks that you're trying to do like a reverse psychology thing on him. I just don't I think, think they're going to be good this year. I think year. that's what you're trying to do to yourself. I, think the, uh, I just don't think they're going to be good this year. I think the Jets lay an egg here. I think they lose. They always do this in Miami, always. So at the bye in week 11, I have the Jets at four and six. Uh, I think I have them at four and six. I'm at the five, first five and five. Losing right. the first three, then winning four straight. Or do I have them at five and five too? Hold on, one, two, three. Got to recount. Four, four and four, five, five and five. Yeah. So five and five. If that's the given scenario, Joe, how do you feel at five and five going into the bye? <laughs> I'm feeling great. At bye, I'm feeling great at five and five because. 
that's probably the highest record that we've had in a long time by the time we had a bye. Mm-hmm. At least it gives us a chance for something. Yeah. Scott, how are you feeling at five and five? Um, I don't know. I think it's decent for the teams we'd have to play in the first mm-hmm. half of the season. Well, a little over the first half of the season. At four and six, I feel cautiously optimistic. So off the bye, the Jets play the Dolphins again, this time at home. At home, they play the Dolphins tough. As of recent history, they've won against the Dolphins at home. I'll keep the train going because who knows by week 12 what's going to happen. I'll give them a win at home. They split with the Dolphins this year. So it's insanely weird how they play the Dolphins. Then they have a bye, and then they play the Dolphins again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? So here's, here's the thing. If Adam Gase ain't prepared for the first game, He's got a whole week to prepare for them again. If they yeah. lose two games to the, in a row to the Dolphins, I'm done. You better be fired off the field. Greg Williams, get, you get the headset. <laughs> I, I don't think that'll happen. I think the Jets no. will win. I yeah. just don't see how they could lose to the Dolphins twice. I think this is the first time I've ever seen the Jets win three in a row, back to back to back. I think it's the Dolphins. I think Adam Gase really wants to stick it to him. He had the chance last year. Couldn't do it. I think it's a turnaround season for for the Jets. A little bit. A little bit. I hate those words. You've been saying that for the past since 2015. I know. I hate those words. Uh, All right. You've got to stick with it. Eventually, I'll be right. Anyway, (laughs) week number six, back-to-back home games. Week 13 against the Las Vegas, I almost called them Oakland Raiders. This one's a toss-up. Jets always play the Raiders tough. But they got a lot of speed on offense. Adding Ruggs, Hunter Renfro, Tyra Williams. Their offensive Josh line Jacobs. isn't bad. Josh Jacobs, yes, should have been. Mariota. Yeah, if Mariota's playing by then. We'll yeah, see. who knows. Their defense, nothing to write home about. I will actually give the Jets. They beat the Raiders last year, and they beat them again. I'll give the Jets back-to-back wins. I also think the Jets will win this game. I don't know. I just don't think the Raiders are I, – I just – think that people want the Raiders to be good because Gruden's the head coach. I just don't think they will. Yeah. I, I really like, like Derek Carr, but he just hasn't shown you anything really in the past couple seasons that shows that he's, you know, the consistent, you know, top half of the league quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Jets could win this game again and win back-to-back uh, games. I'm giving them four in a row. This I is when that earlier this, in is, this, this is when, like, we are at our peak, boys, right here. What's next? I think they. I think they beat him last year. I think they could beat him again this year. I think Greg Williams kind of figured uh, has John Gruden figured out. They didn't let the Raiders do anything last year. Yeah, that was probably and our just, best game. And it just was. because they relocated to Las Vegas doesn't change <laughs> their scheme at all. I think that go. they. I think that uh, Greg Williams plays John Gruden the same exact way and beats him the same exact way. Well, if John Gruden runs Spider 2i Banana, I will take the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> All right, week 14 on the road in December against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Winning streak comes to an end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, we said about the Giants before because Giants play the Seahawks this year. Their defense is nothing to ride home about. It's the offense. And I have a lot of confidence in our defense, don't get me wrong, especially if they're completely and fully healthy. Can they do some things against Seattle's defense? Sure they can. Any given Sunday, Saturday, Monday, what have you. But Russell Wilson's just way too hard to be, especially in Seattle. If there's fans, I give Seattle 
a lot more than that, I'll give the Jets another loss. I'm giving Seattle the win. I, I don't think they could compete with a, a team with Russell Wilson in the backfield. Not just yet. Um, I know I had us competing with Kansas City, but Russell Wilson is just – I think Russell Wilson is definitely a runner – definitely a close runner-up for MVP, um, like you've so wanted him to be the past few years. Yeah. But he is getting to his height and age, and I think he's still firing away at all of his receivers as, as good as any of the other mainstream quarterbacks mm-hmm. um i think the the jets just don't have enough for what russell wilson is offering so all right week 15 this could be a saturday or a sunday game depending on however the schedule works out second straight home second straight away game at the rams sean mcveigh jared goff we talked about them before with the giants Rams are nothing to write home about i think they are a mediocre team at best this year they're rebuilding and I think the Jets take advantage of it. I will have them winning on the road. I know Aaron Donald's a huge task, and Jalen Ramsey's even a bigger task too. But two guys don't make an entire defense, nor do I Do I think Adam Gase is going to be well-prepared for this. I don't think Adam Gase is going to be well-prepared for any of these games. I'll put it that way. I think the Jets can squeak this one out. Very close game. Very close. But I'll give them a win. I think the, I think the Jets lose this game. Uh, second game on a West Coast trip. I mean, I think they would stay out there. I don't think the time difference would have a huge like issue mm-hmm. uh, on this game, but I don't know. I think there's just always that, like, you know, the Jets have a chance to, you know, make a season out of it if they win this game, and they don't. They lose, and, you know, it's over. I give the Rams a win in this one. Um I think we got so high. I don't think that Adam Gase comes very prepared for this game, as I think we all think that's going to happen, other than Nick because he has this winning. Um, well, I said I don't think, I think Adam Gase I think, is prepared anyway. Well, yeah. I think they win in spite of him. I'll put it that way. They Any win they get this year, they'll win in spite of Adam Gase. <laughs> I think that instead of us taking advantage of it, I think we kind of flop, and there goes our season. Last two games of the year. Last home game, week 16 against the Cleveland Browns. Again, could be a Saturday, could be a Sunday. I think the Browns are just I – I said that they're ready to take that next step. I do believe that. Again, the game's at home. Whether there's fans or not, we'll see. There hope, Hopefully there is by then. So, I'll give the Jets a loss against the Browns. They didn't fare well last year. I know they had Luke Falk, but – and we were waiting for the Sam versus Baker matchup that we've been waiting for. Um, but the Jets will lose their home closing game of the year. And, uh, yeah. Why do we have to keep playing the Browns? I don't know. It's like the third straight year we've had to play them. I don't know. I think the league is trying to get that matchup of <laughs> Darnold and Baker, honestly. <laughs> I mean, they kind of got it year one, not for the full game, but yeah. Um, I think the Jets can win this game, close out the home, uh, the home portion of the schedule on a high note. Um, I think the Jets win. I think they lose just to spite the fans, because <laughs> we're Jets fans. No, I, I think they lose. Um, I don't know what it is about Cleveland. I just think that they have an edge on us. Um, of course, we have the Odell factor, uh, the Baker factor who 
always seems to come around at certain points of the season. And so far, it just seems like every time it's against the Jets. I don't know. I just have a feeling that it's not going to be a good end to the season. Week 17, the final week of the year. We always end in New England for some reason. I hate it because the Jets never can win in Gillette, and they still will not. They will lose to the Patriots in Gillette. I agree. I have the Jets Same. losing and finishing eight and eight. Joe, yeah, I, I have them losing. I have them finishing seven and nine. I have them finishing wow. seven and nine as well. After, after Joe, you know, you talked so highly about them throughout these schedule predictions, then he yeah. dropped the ball. Oh, seven and nine. I yeah. thought Joe had him going like ten and six by the way he was talking. So no, I mean the, the only time they strung together wins on, on mine is between the bye, basically with yeah. the, November 9th with uh, the Patriots and then December sixteenth having it be their last win of the season. You know, the the thing is here, the Jets can match up well with some of these teams. It's mm-hmm. just that there's so many swing games. I think mm-hmm. both Buffalo games can be swing games. The Colts game's a swing game. The Broncos, the Cardinals, uh, the Chargers are all swing games. I think they're bound to split with Miami. I think the only two games on this schedule that could you could consider to be the most winnable games in the schedule are the both the two Miami games. Mm-hmm. Other than that, the Jets could win or lose like a majority of them. Like I just said, the Bills, the Colt, that four, one, two, three, four, five, six of the first seven games, the Jets could the Jets could be six and one, or they could be one and six. It has remained to be seen. I don't know, boys. It's uh, Again, I think the ceiling for this team is eight and eight. I think that's the absolute best that they do. I think the floor, like we're talking the Jets here, so the absolute floor could be, Four and twelve, five and eleven. Yep. So, oh and sixteen. But we have to we have to take this into account too. I know you guys said like the season was over with like four, three, four weeks to go. We do have to remember that there's an extra playoff spot up for grabs. Yeah. So even nine though the Jets, seven could get it. Yeah. So even the Jets, like even if they're at, you know, even if they're at the six and you know six and eight point in their season or or whatever in that region, they could still fairly be in it. But I'm telling you right now, it's going to be the same thing as last year, and they had an easy schedule last year. But they had a very difficult beginning. We remember that. If the Jets – go ahead, Scott. And then everyone glorified them for finishing 6-2 and two against right. you know, we're not, the bottom of the bottom. Yeah, we're not buying into that here. We're not buying into the whole mm-hmm. let's, let's get off the – you know, let's rebound off the 6-2 and two end of the season. I don't buy that. It's a completely new season. But I'm telling you right now, if the Jets don't at least start, let's say, two and three in their first five, then – and that's a losing record. If they don't even start that in their first five games, the season could be over by then. Like, we could be looking at just pure misery for the most part we did last year. But I think the Jets finished seven and nine again – and unfortunately, we have no faith in this ownership. And I think seven and nine is going to be able to keep Adam Gase for a third year, unfortunately. I'm not saying that's what we want. I'm not saying that's what's right. But that's the mindset of the ownership of the New York Jets. So, I don't, I, I yeah. honestly, I don't think that they fire him if we go defeated the entire season. No, I, I don't. I don't no, I, I, re- I no, I really don't. I don't think our ownership is smart enough to do that. If they go zero in sixteen, they like 
after a seven and nine season, if they take that many steps backwards, if you don't fire your head coach by then, then the league needs to step in and fire the owner. Like, uh, and it, and I'm saying that as a joke and you laugh, but like, really, especially given this coach hasn't done diddly squat. We know that. I mean, it's also, you know, you don't want to bring politics into this and stuff, but it's interesting to see, you know, Woody is the ambassador of the UK. For oh, he Trump. don't give a damn about this. He don't care. He does not care about this. But it should be like, if he comes back, what, what happens then? Woody might want his own guy. I don't know. It's really, it's weird. It's a weird situation because of this whole thing. But I think seven and nine is unfortunately going to keep Adam Gase here. Now, that's a good thing in the sense of continuity because that's what we've been bought on. That's what we've been given to by the Jets organization. Oh, we have to keep Adam Gase because it's important that say, you know, there's important continuity. We got to keep this, that, that. But if it's not working, what's the point? Now, I, and, we, and we talked about this before, and, and we might as well get into it now. The whole – Joe, bring up the conversation we had today. Let's, let's talk. The whole, I think the whole thing started with Cam Newton coming out and saying that he is ready to take a, a backup quarterback role. And in my mind, honestly, I don't see it being a bad thing for the Jets. I don't. Who do we have as a backup? We have James Morgan. And David Fales. And David Fales. Whoop-dee-doo. Mm. You need an experienced quarterback that knows how to win. Yeah. yeah, you guys brought up he hasn't won in a while, but he's also been injured for a while. Mm-hmm. So what better backup than an unreliably healthy quarterback that has experience and knows how to win and is coming from a relatively winning culture when he really played well here's the thing you didn't just mention i'm totally calling you out right now because you were saying you were making it seem like you're bringing in cam newton to kind of compete and if he's the best option and if sam's not doing so well that cam newton will give you the best option and i still and i still i still agree by that he still has a winning mentality. He's hungry. You see him on Instagram doing his workouts. And this is why. And, this is why I call you a Darnold hater. This is, I'm this not is a why. Darnold hater. So this is but why, I'm going though. To do, but you that, are giving me any excuse that, to get that, Darnold off the field. You are. That is, that is false. Because the reason he, you have a backup is to be able to compete with a starter. So in the case, that's or not in the case. That's not or in the true. case. That or in the case true. if the starter gets hurt. Yes, I understand that, that, that. Is true. I understand that full heartedly. But if the, if the backup is better than the starter, then why wouldn't you start the backup? There's a diff- There's a difference in backup quarterbacks when you're talking about Cam Newton and Joe Flacco. You know why? Because Joe Flacco, like, he's not. He's just not Cam Newton. Cam Newton wants to be a starter. Joe Flacco don't give a damn. Joe Flacco don't give a damn. There's a difference. If you See, bring in Joe Flacco, it's different. Joe Flacco knows he's not going to play. If you bring in Cam Newton, he's talented enough to play on and start on a team. I totally get that. But you're going to bring in that kind of guy breathing down Sam Darnold's neck? Absolutely. Why? Absolutely. Why? Because, because these you're gonna guys, turn him in. You're going to turn him into Mark Sanchez. You are. These guys, these players that are going to make a name for themselves. That just shows, the, that just shows the, the franchise has no confidence in Sam Darnold. That just shows. The guys you're bringing in Cam gonna, Newton. The guys that are going to make a name for themselves – in the NFL are the guys that are going to overcome adversity and compete and work their tails off. So then you can't so. so then if you want no to talk about who's over, behind so them. then you want to talk about overcoming adversity. So then why bring in 
you're creating controversy by bringing Cam Newton in the first place because that is adversity. No, it is. But you're, you're, but you're but you're still creating controversy. You know, you know damn well it's so different in this market than it is in freaking Bumblefuck Dakota. It is. It's different. This is going to be exploded. The whole back page of the New York Post, the Daily News, are going to be like, "Oh, quarterback controversy." And you know damn well Manish Mehta, Rich Samini, all the Jets beat reporters are going to be like, "Quarterback controversy with the Jets. Cam Newton should be starting Week One. Sam Darnold doesn't have it." You don't want to. You don't want to accept okay. that Sam Darnold does, you that. You don't want to accept that Sam Darnold has the intangibles because you. I know you don't think he's the guy. I know for a damn fact you don't think he's the guy. <laughs> Tell me that right now. You don't think he's the guy. He hasn't proven it yet. Well, no kidding, Joe. Please. So how am I so? How am I going to rely on something that hasn't proven it to me? Because the kid has not had a head coach, a decent head coach, and look at the freaking weapons and lack thereof offensive line he's had. You so is that? I know so, the guy's younger than us. So is that? So is that the reason that he got hurt and got sick these past two seasons? Is that the reason that he can't stay on the field? Is because of lack oh, of, don't of, give me that. of don't uh, give weapons me that. and the lack of intelligence of the coach? Don't no. give me that. But it's it's. It's an argument. Injuries happen, though. That's outside yeah. of his control. Yeah. Yeah. And that's outside of his control. It, if he can overcome it, which he then, did, damn it. Why? <laughs> Tell me why. Why? Why? Because he had a great second half of the season. What did you say? Yeah, he earlier? did. Oh, what did you say earlier? Individual barrel teams. All right, individual individually though he did. Against bottom of the barrel teams. Okay, but he wasn't the single Give reason me, why they won the games. The defense was Sam the single Darnold, reason why they won the games. Sam right? Darnold, I hope you're listening because if you compete with the Kansas City Chiefs, like I said, mm. you would because I believe that he can. No, if you don't. He's healthy, no, you if don't. He's healthy if he's healthy throughout that extended period of time until that game, I believe he can compete with them. If they, if he stays on the field this season and competes and shows us what he's capable wait, of wait. the entire season then I will say I was wrong. So you mean to tell me that the Jets are going to compete with the Kansas City Chiefs with the roster designed as it is now? If we have a franchise quarterback, I believe we can. No. Why not? No. Why not? Look at the freaking roster, please. You're giving, you're giving Sam Darnold every excuse in the book. Now you're starting to sound like Adam Gase. You want oh, that? Do you okay. want that? Oh, dear. Yeah, oh, I didn't boy. think so. Oh, See, my two cents. He's, the, he's, the, he's the reason why the Sam Darnold on. is. He's the reason why Sam Darnold is regressing or staying like this. I don't see my two cents. So this. you are an Adam Gase believer? No, I'm not an Adam Gase believer. I know Adam Gase isn't the right so coach. So Scott, I'm sorry. You want to get your two cents in? I totally understand <laughs> it. Okay. I, you will get there. <laughs> but Joe, if it if it's coming, if you're the owner and it's coming down to you, are you getting rid of Adam Gase first? Or Sam Darnold first? Adam Gase, but I would have done it already. I wouldn't have picked him in the first oh, place. okay. Well, at least we can agree on that. Sam so, Darnold, I believe her. <laughs> Scott, go ahead. Okay. He wants, he wants the quick fix, Mr. Free Agency. And, oh, let's bring Cam Newton. Oh, sure, why not? <laughs> Cam Newton. Andy Dolan would have been the perfect backup because he just, he just does his role. Cam Newton's always looking for attention. Mm-hmm. You know, He's not the kind of person you want as your backup. Look at how Tebow changed our entire thing. And he wasn't even good. Yeah, our entire, you know, like, locker room chemistry, if you want to put it that way. If the Jets have – sorry, Scott. I'm sorry. Because the backup – because the backup caused, you know, more questions than uh, – or caused more, 
rigmarole. Controversy. Yeah, than yes. the starter. You, you don't want that to be your. Uh, you don't want that to be your backup quarterback. That'll be the All reason right. why Who's Sam Darnold doesn't. Who's the boss see? here? Who's the boss here? Is it the GM and the coach and the coach, or is it Here's the, the backup we, quarterback? Listen, no, no, give me an answer. I want to explain to you really quick. We don't know who the leader is. It could be a freaking Woody Johnson. You know, we know who, right now. Who should who should the leader in the locker room be? The coach or the backup quarterback? It should be the coach. The coach. Their coach. But he doesn't. Who He's should not. it be? The GM or the backup quarterback? It should be the GM. Because the GM's going to pick up whoever he wants anyway, right? Right. So you bring Sam Newton in here, say, stay humble. You'll get your chance. Uh, Listen, Sam doesn't get his chance. No, 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 stop. Stay humble. You could get your. You can get your chance, but don't cause, like don't don't freak out. Don't matter what. Don't be the guy. Don't be the guy. Listen, listen, listen. If he stays, if he stays humble, then Sam Darnold can still compete in practices, still compete for playing time, but that controversy is gone. That whole thing with Cam Newton being on the news with those crazy outfits could be gone. Joe, here's the thing. Here's, I totally get where you're coming from. But it, Cam Newton could eat six pieces of humble pie. It doesn't freaking matter. The media is going to be all over this and putting attention on it anyway. And to, this is totally hypothetical. What's the, what does the me- All right. Honestly, Sam Darnold, I, I guarantee you, doesn't care what the media says about him. I really don't. That's, that's I think he's very that type of guy. I, oh, I, but I, okay, I think I believe he's it. that type of guy, though. Okay. So whether they're but us as fans, it doesn't make us feel good. Look at the stories we, that they're look but, at the stories that they're writing we, about him now, though. Look we at the stories that they're writing about him. But we don't already. suit up and go out there on Sundays. No kidding. We're the ones so, that invest all the money and the time in this team. So okay, maybe so, we're getting maybe we're so getting tortured even worse. So I don't care what Manish Mehta is saying as long as our team is performing with the backup quarterback still on the sidelines. And in case he can still come and win us games again, but you're but you're looking for the quick fix, and the fact it's not like, a quick fix is it if is. he stays on the sidelines. Oh. It's not a quick fix. But you were just saying to put sidelines. him on the field if something were to happen. If Sam Darnold is playing at zero and six caliber, listen, I hope think, Sam's oh, our guy. Do think, and do you think an zero and six quarterback is going to make a splash in the NFL one day? Not if he doesn't have the right head coach. Not with the Jets. Not with the Jets. Of course, that goes without saying, though. But not if he doesn't have the right coach and the right playmakers around him. We don't even know if he's got the right playmakers now. I'm not very confident going in that he's got weapons to throw to. We don't know what Denzel Mims is. Rashad Perriman could be a freaking fleece blanket for all we freaking know. Who who knows? But that's the thing, though. That's the reason – Sam Darnold's not going to be successful, and you cannot put all the pressure on him because he cannot do it by himself. It, it, pressure comes with the position, though. Oh, that, and, that, and, that and goes without saying. That goes so without then, saying. And especially at this, at this uh, competitive level. Like, it, he had the pressure on him in uh, South California, whatever. You, you deal with pressure all your life in this position. Like why? Right, why expect any less at a higher level? Listen, I think he handles. I think he handles the pressure just fine. That's not. That's not my concern. So that, why it, would it be any different if we brought in another quarterback to compete with? Because him? it's just all about the storylines. Sam maybe not care, but it's going to affect the whole team. There's no reason to stir the pot if you don't need no. to. If you bring in a Case Keenum or a freaking 
Joe Flacco. It, that, we tried that so with different. Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon's not well, it's our not awful his fault that Miles Garrett folded well, no. onto a pretzel. <laughs> no, but it's not like he was playing well before that either. No. So I don't know. I I want I would like a reliable backup quarterback that can step in for Sam Donald if needed be, whether it's due to injury well, we, or lack of play. But do you even know? But do you even know if Cam level. Newton's that guy at this point? Nobody knows, but that means exactly. he's a wild. Exactly. That, so, but that's a wild card. You got to take a risk to get a reward. No, we get mad over so many hypotheticals. It's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a viable. I mean, Scott brought it up. I mean, it's a, like he's ready to be a backup, but then other people are saying that he should wait and you know for a starting opportunity. We just don't need that headache. It's Tim Tebow 2.0 all over again. Cam Newton's got such a big ego. It's going to screw up everything. And you imagine his ego with Adam Gase's ego? No. No. No, no, no. Scott, know. were you going to say something? No. I, no. I don't know. I, I don't think it's a good idea. I, this, is, this has to be the year that Sam takes a step forward. But it, it has to be the year that – got to be kidding me. Oh, what? S&Y just tweeted, could Jets target Cam <laughs> Newton as possible? Sam Darnold backup. Oh, <laughs> My oh, our geez. nightmares are coming reality thanks to Joe. This has to this has to be the here. year that Sam takes a step forward. <laughs> yes, it, we it, can all agree on that. It can't it can't be any other way, and that that falls on Adam Case. That falls on you know, it falls on the offensive line. You know, being able to play falls on better. Joe Douglas too. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. Yeah. It, it it falls on everyone to try and build this offense the right way. And I don't have any problems with the defense because Greg Williams, I think we all have a ton of faith in Greg Williams with the way he, you know, got this defense ready to play week in and week out with a bunch of backups. It's the offense. If, if our offense comes around, we could be, we could be in contention for uh, Tom Brady, less AFC East, you know, title. That's all we want. The we defense I think is going to perform this year. It's going to be a top 10 defense in the league. It's going to be whether the offense can, you know, we are literally an offense, a competent offense away away from being a playoff contender. Yeah, but I, I just agree. I don't, I don't think we're getting that with Adam Gase, though. Do you guys? Yeah, with what he's shown so far, no. But no. And are you guys confident? Like, are you guys all gung ho on the guys that we have now? I mean, you, like, we not, have. not completely. We, we need another weapon. We need, you know. Some better. I, we took this step in the right direction with the offensive line. I think the offensive line is going to be much improved, but we still need, you know, a couple more playmakers in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't feel comfortable with Chuma Doka or George Fant at right tackle starting week one. I think the interior and left tackle could be something, you know, pretty good, but the right tackle position is still a question. We mm-hmm. need more weapons. Who knows what this running back – I think, honestly, Frank Gore coming in could stir the pot more than, you know, we think. Mm-hmm. Even though he's he's a veteran and he's not going to do that, it's going to be people stirring the pot for the Jets. Yeah. And again, this go this goes back to the backup quarterback situation. Like, it, no matter what the position is, the pot's going to be stirred. Like, the pot was stirred with this whole Frank Gore thing. Like, oh, is he going to take carries away from Le'Veon? I guarantee the you pot, he is. The I pot guarantee was, you he is. The because pot Adam Gase. The pot was stirred when we drafted Ashland Davidson. Oh, yeah. David. Yeah. Davis, whatever yeah. his name is. Yeah, that that started it all. But then, and then you know, yeah, of course, Marcus May trade talks happened right yeah. after that, and that probably pissed off Jamal. And I mean, this is probably all thing that like we're talking about hypotheticals that may not even happen. Who knows if Cam Newton's ever going to be the backup quarterback of the Jets? We don't know. But we need to have something to talk about. 
But here's here's the reason I don't see it happening. But you know, besides the fact that I don't want it to happen, Joe Douglas loves high character guys. Yeah, I don't buy it being Cam Newton. Really, just don't. I'd be. I mean, I'd have no problem with Joe Flacco coming in and being his no, backup. But zero. But I don't want Cam Newton being the yeah. backup. I'm not, and that's nothing to take away from Cam Newton as a player. Nothing at all. He's just too flashy and New York and being in New York. Yeah. No. No. I I wouldn't mind if it happened. Do I think it's actually going to happen? I don't think so. You better I think, hope not. I think we have. A, <laughs> I really do. I think we have a better opportunity at getting somebody like Joe Flacco. But I mean, it's going to come at it like no matter. I guarantee you, Joe Flacco, Cam Newton, they're more expensive backup quarterback options. They're going to want oh, yeah, more absolutely. money than your. So, and I don't think the Jets need to get in that kind of investment. Really, I mean, Andy Dalton only took what, like seven million from the Cowboys? Yeah, something like that. That was uh, my. That I, was I would have. I would have. I would have paid him that. I because, think that's fine for Joe Flacco. Yeah, bring Joshy back. We all love that. I think we yeah, all. I would. I would love that. Yeah. yeah, we would love that. All right. Anything else, boys? Before we call tonight? I think everyone, you know, got the juices flowing. We're, we're we need to have that. More, <laughs> we need to have more debates. Let's. Uh, <laughs> I like find that. More, let's find more debate topics to get into. Yeah. Well. That'll do it for us. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Tri-State Sports Beat. Thank you for sticking around, listening to us rant and rave and be sad and be happy sometimes, too. If you don't follow us already, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TSSB Pod for daily updates on all nine New York sports teams. Our bonus content as well, including this one, photo edits and audio video clips coming up as well. We're bored and are in quarantine and have nothing else to do. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next time here on the Tri-State Sports Beat. Goodbye.